You're listening to the Madcast Media Network. Madcastmedia.com I've invited you here to discuss something that's very important. We welcome you. Welcome back to Godzilla vs. Podcast Zero. I'm George. I'm Haley. Guys, we've got such an exciting movie this week. It is the perfect Great movie. Great choice. Yeah, because Godzilla, King of All Monsters, is in theaters still. Yes. And this movie is a, a, kind of like a good partner movie to it. It I really think. is. I think I think uh, Doherty definitely... I mean, unequivocally, he took some stuff from this movie for oh, absolutely. Uh, King of the Monsters. And we are talking about Godzilla vs. King Ghidorah, the 1991 classic. Yes. And I have a confession to make. I hadn't seen this full movie before because we talked about right. it before, Haley, um, because I was going to watch all the Godzilla movies before this podcast, and there's some I, I still haven't seen. I thought, you know what? I'm going to watch it for the first time before this podcast. Oh, I'm so glad you did. And yeah. when I hadn't seen it, again, as as I say often on this podcast, I hadn't seen this one since I was oh, oh, but a wee one. So I didn't remember almost anything from it except for probably the Dorats. I rate my love of Godzilla movies based on how much I... Uh, you know, for lack of a better word, hoot and holler during the sh- during the movie. And b- I was watching this by myself. I was laughing out loud. Yes, it's so great. I was cheering for Godzilla. It's King so Ghidorah is so badass. And, and give it up for our guest who chose this and is yes. here in the studio with us today, Ryan Hitchcock. Ryan. Hey, Ryan. Welcome oh. to the show. We're so happy to have you. Ryan is a fellow Godzilla super duper duper fan. Right. Uh, and it's so exciting. And another uh, UCB comedian and just, uh, you know what? All around great guy. Great guy. Oh, Very great funny guy. dude. Yeah. We've known Ryan for a long time. Ryan, thank you so much for picking this movie. It's yes, really good we're so happy thank you did. This and is like, this is the one that immediately jumped to mind uh, when you asked me Hell to yeah. do this. Um, because it is just like, it's so crazy. It's, it's so crazy. It's nonsense. There is an impressive <laughs> amount of nonsense in this nonsense, movie. Nonsense, number of characters, time travel, <laughs> robots. What else would you possibly want? I mean, like... They put it all in here. Anachronisms. Uh, there's holograms. They don't re- obey their own rules. <laughs> world. <laughs> UFOs. Godzilla. Character motivations are fuzzy at best. <laughs> yeah. A good guy. A bad guy. We. It's all over the world place. World War Two. Yeah. Twenty two oh four. Oh, it's bonkers. It's um, the bananas. Haley and I also talked about uh, for this podcast doing kind of a slight review before we yes. get into the details. Yes. Overall, what would you what would you say, uh, Haley, about this? <laughs> movie and, and ryan I'll, I'll throw it to you too i loved it i thought it, i thought this one was distinctly in the in the weirder less serious zone but then it also had a weird serious thread through it so i don't know this one this one's probably in one of my top 10 now yeah my, i would say For the same sure. thing easily in my top 10 really liked it possibly top five this is a fantastic yeah. godzilla what do you think ryan uh i absolutely this is absolutely one of my favorites um it it does have like uh uh oh, oh it is a very interesting movie because it's like it does tell a, like a genuinely very like unique and interesting story within the Godzilla Yeah, canon, absolutely. on one hand and then on the other hand there's just it's it's couched in so much crazy. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Like it's just the amount that they threw into it. It's it's definitely like you know, it, it's super fun. To, it's p- pure camp in yes. the way that it got executed, yeah. which is wonderful. If I were g- going to try to make it just like 
I think it could have also worked as just a serious Godzilla film because he's a hero, then he's not the hero and everything. If you just followed Shindo's plot. Yeah. If you just followed like it was, you know, I was on this island and in in the war and he saved us, but then he's back, something happened, he's worse. How am I supposed to resolve that with myself? I think you probably could have just gotten away with that and and then just made like modern day terrorists, not future terrorists. <laughs> uh Haley, I'm so glad you touched on the camp element to this because if you guys like bad movies, and what I mean by bad is like Bad um, good. The, the campiness, yeah, bad you like, good. You like drag mm-hmm. queens, like you like the camp, you know, can't like yeah, that's, is, that's that's what the base of all of that is, right? Is you know, high, it's yeah. playing with that. This is high art for camp. Um, it, I I would watch this movie again with a non Godzilla fan just to show them uh, the amount of uh, just cheeseball dialogue, like dialogue. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. Okay, and we talked about this before uh, <laughs> recording, Haley. You you, uh, I was supposed yeah. to watch the subtitled version, but accidentally watched the dubs, and thankfully Ryan watched the subs. But yes. I, brought, I brought in all throughout this episode. I'm going to be playing clips <laughs> from this movie. <laughs> the because dubs are wild. It's out of control. It's like a kung fu movie meets a haiku that Absolutely. that nobody has ever like almost like a, a machine AI has learned how to become human. Yes, <laughs> yeah, right. Totally has like a like, neural net yeah. wrote a yeah like I wrote a Godzilla movie. Yeah, especially when the Americans talk yes. and they're like, "Wow, here we are in World War II fighting on this." boat look at the japanese boy it seems that the Je- my favorite line of this whole film is that he says wow it seems like what the japanese will need is scientists not american military weapons yeah <laughs> no, I, I believe the exact line is american military people yeah, yeah. Oh, oh right yeah. american military people it's the funniest i was like well, why don't you just say it then? <laughs> there was a, I love it. And there was another I, line with the with the general. He was like, "It's time that stars and stripes flew over this island." And the other guys just agreed. <laughs> that I, I, I mean, we're talking about that navy captain right now. He has a very like furniture store commercial energy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, totally absolutely. Does. Absolutely. Oh my God. I can't wait to get into this. And we're also, we should also touch on, I'm sure this will come up a ton when we talk mm-hmm. about this, but the weird thread of Japanese nationalism that went on all throughout this movie. Yeah, well, mm-hmm. and there's definitely, so so uh, dipping into our favorite book, A Critical History and Filmography of Toho's Godzilla series by David Callat that I've been using and really enjoying, uh, he talks about that they couldn't even get an American distributor because until 1998, preceding the uh, Zilla in 1998, because it was so, they the American press perceived it as distinctly anti-American. And at a time that actually, if you think about it, they he references how uh, the Washington Times was already talking about uh, how Sony had bought Columbia Pictures and how uh, much, uh, Matsuhita Electric Industrial Company had purchased MCA slash Universal. And they were talking about how the Japanese were like buying up everything and now you're working for them, by like you're building their cars, da, 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 da. you're buying the cars, you're building their cars, all that stuff. So there was like some, there was like paired with American fear of Japanese economic superiority. 
Yeah, you could definitely pick that up all throughout this movie. Absolutely. There was there was this weird, uh, almost antagonistic uh, Japan versus America type thing. But then also the, the movie kind of wrote this thread where Japan became this evil empire in the future and it was yeah. kind of self-defeating. I'm like, well, what? what's your message? What's the... Uh, yeah, who's good? Who's who's, who's the good bad? guy? I don't yeah. know. When that kind of makes Emmy the... She's the protagonist, really, because she's kind of like ambivalent about both of them. She's like, I'm, I'm just going to get rid of everything. <laughs> <laughs> if there was a global version of misanthropy, like whatever the version is where you hate everyone, like all countries combined, <laughs> like that's that's kind of what I got a feeling yeah, from this. Yeah. Destroy it all. Destroy, yeah, destroy everything. Um, so let's get right into it because the movie starts out in kind of a bonkers premise, yes. right? In the year 2204, yeah. the amazing year 2204. <laughs> with these aliens who are, mm-hmm. just, you know, observing... Uh, King Ghidorah dead uh, on the seafloor. Under the sea. Under the sea. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And Starting right in the middle. Yeah. Uh, showing yeah. the aftermath yeah, right the, off the bat. Mm-hmm. Yeah, spoiler. Uh, <laughs> yeah, right. And then We're you starting go, from the end. And then you go back in time with the UFO in the year 1992, which is a funny year to me. I don't know if you guys picked up on this because this movie re- was released in 1991. So yeah. they were like, let's go to the future of 1992. Uh, <laughs> the distant future. It was like in Monster Zero where they're like, it's 1968. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The movie came out in like 64. Yeah, exactly. It's like, whoa. Up to six years in the future. <laughs> this one trumped that with one. <laughs> I just, uh, I wanted to talk about the time travel aspect of this movie for a second. Yeah. Um, because uh, the director of this one, the writer and director, Kazuki Omori, mm-hmm. uh, I hope I'm pronouncing his name right. I think that, yeah, we're, I'm, I'm on board with you. I think that's uh, also did Godzilla versus Biollant. Biollante, yeah. Biollante, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. Um, it's a very Italian monster. Biollante. Biollante. Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, which Toho considered to be a flop. Yes. Um, yeah. And so this one, like, this was like a major course correction for them. But Omori, when making this movie, was convinced that what had sank Godzilla versus Biollante at the box office was competition from Back to the Future yes. Part right. Two. So then he put in the time. Tra- <laughs> so he was like, "People want time <laughs> travel, travel uh, absolutely, well, and Terminator, and Terminator, and, yeah, yeah, which yeah. we'll get to because we were just talking about that Ryan before the show. That uh, yeah, mm-hmm. there's this weird uh, Terminator t- style robot later on in the mm-hmm. movie, which we'll get to. Which is <laughs> one of my favorite pieces <laughs> of film. Early, my favorite thing. M eleven is his name. I re- I rewound. <laughs> I rewound that part at least three times to watch it again the way he runs. It's so funny. It's so good. It's unbelievable. It's so good. Uh, if you, you could probably find the clip on YouTube. And for those of you listening that haven't seen this movie, if if nothing else, go find M11, the robot guy running. The, yeah. the, the robot that they made in the future that's just kind of like, like a balding white. Yeah, guy. I was gonna say he's like it's, he's like balding Terminator. <laughs> he also uh, uh, like in a lot of scenes his eyes are like red rimmed, yes. like he was yeah. just rubbing them, or he has seasonal allergies. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he just looks like a like just like a, a balding accountant uh, who is yeah. also a Terminator. Yeah, he's just kind of a noodle. Yeah, uh, very <laughs> funny. So- All right, so so people they're looking, they're they're like, oh my gosh, look at Ghidorah's heads under the sea, and then we go 
back to 1992, right? We go pretty fast, and people see UFOs. We, That's right. There's some UFOs flying around the classic style, and everybody in the media is like, well, what's causing this? What's causing this? Hubbub and hullabaloo. Then my hunk of the movie comes in. Uh-oh. Kenichiro Terasawa. Yeah, the younger, right the reporter, mm-hmm. the reporter yeah. who is a little upset that he's been known as a sci-fi journalist uh-huh. <laughs> because he wants to write nonfiction stories, so he yeah. gets some respect around yeah. these parts. Like, what does that? What does that mean when the nonfiction in your world contains giant monsters? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Well, and UFOs. And he was like, "Well, I want to do serious literature, like arts and culture." And <laughs> and then so he's on the phone, and and he he doesn't want to write about this UFO. He's like, "I'd rather write about dinosaurs." And then cut to a museum where some some loon is there. Oh yeah, like a a, a Jesus freak, a basically, Jesus, yeah, basically, but a Godzilla freak. And this is my first line of dialogue I want to play for us because yeah. this is when I first noticed how jarring the dialogue was. <laughs> and this is some of the worst uh, VO dub I've ever heard in any movie including anime and cartoons and instructional videos but listen listen to this this is the actual dialect from the movie a long time ago in a far off land I saw a real live dinosaur you don't know about this dinosaur you don't know what it was like but I certainly do <laughs> that sounds like he didn't have lines. Yeah, he just had him like, yeah, talk about you saw a dinosaur. Just talk about that for a second. <laughs> like in cartoons, but like in Looney Tunes, would be like, all right, in this scene, you were running down the street and yeah. like just make it up. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> it's so good. I, I also like the idea of someone uh, protesting a dinosaur exhibit because because he saw one. Still, because he saw yeah. one. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> also, like security takes so long to show up. They yeah. Really like, he has time to set up his banners. Right. Exactly. Yeah, he like really puts them yeah. up and everything. The megaphone. He's in there. He's causing all sorts of disruptions and ruckus. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, he's so, he's, oh, uh, yeah, he's hilarious. And then, uh, so then we have, then they they get pr- introduced to the aliens pretty fast, right? Yeah, I mean, pretty they're, fast. They're like, yeah, they, they basically, uh, a, a spaceship uh, it lands and Godzilla is waking up in the ocean, same time. And there's these three humans that come out, and there's two two guys, <laughs> two dudes that look like yeah, they look like they're gonna run an audit on you. <laughs> oh, yeah, and, I, and we're and from I, space H and R block. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and this is also one of my funny pieces of dialogue that I brought in because so you have the these two nuclear scientists who go up there to mm-hmm. meet the aliens and yeah, two of them just look like like you said space H and R block and then uh, the girl and they introduce each other I- I- themselves in the funniest way. I brought a clip of this. Listen to them. My name is Debashi. I'm head of the security agency. Okay, th- I'm Fujio. I'm a senior research physicist here. And here are the aliens. How can we help you? I love this. I'm Wilson. It's nice to meet you. I'm Glenn Chico. Emi Kano. I'm Japanese. Japanese. <laughs> 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 oh, name and rank, please. Uh, Emi, Emi, uh, Japanese. Emi, if you couldn't tell. I'm Japanese. Compared, standing next to these white guys, you may not have been yeah. able to tell. But this is—I love how everyone uh, like has a, a rank, but yeah, yeah, she's just like, oh, ja- just Japanese. Yeah, I love that uh, they were tasked with coming up with two Western names, mm-hmm. and they got Wilson, and then they were like, I don't know, Glenn Chico. <laughs> yes, <laughs> 
<laughs> the classic Western name, I Glenn Chico. It. <laughs> it reminds me of like, have you ever seen that uh, that image that is floating around the internet of? Um, a Japanese baseball game for the NES where some yes. programmer had to come up with oh, yes. a bunch of western sounding oh baseball it's player so names. Funny. Like that's uh, all like Glenn Chico would be in there. Would hundred percent be there. It's alongside just... Sleeve McDykel. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's so it's so true. It's like and uh and it, yeah, it's just right here that you're like and they and but then they do something cool, by the way. They explain, they're like, don't shake our hands. And of course, everybody then tries to shake their hands. <laughs> yeah. They're like, but we're 3D projections. Mm-hmm. We're holograms, 3D projections that were invented in the 21st century. And I was like, well, that did happen. Oh, we yeah. didn't we didn't create like 3D projections of that yeah. level until like three years ago. Yeah, it's actually not too bad. Not too uh, not too far off. Not too, much too we far clown off. On this movie. We're clowning on it, but uh major props there. Also, we well skipped called. the part the our reporter guy, the writer, uh yes. did talk to his boss and I think a government official at some point. And I also brought in a line of dialogue from that because uh the boss Yeah, because he worked at like the National Enquirer, basically. Yeah, like, basically. The equivalent. Yeah. So he brought him in to talk to him, and here's what his boss says at some point. <laughs> Young man, I do call myself an expert in dinosaur studies. <laughs> my, my goal, my goal in life, one of them is to use that line exactly as is in context. <laughs> Haley Ryan, yes. I do call myself an expert in dinosaur studies. <laughs> dinosaur studies. Why wouldn't you just? I mean, I'm a paleontologist. Yeah. Nope. Something. I'm an expert in looking at dinos. <laughs> That's I'm... how we say it. That's how we experts yep. say it. Yep. <laughs> it's like so, a kung fu yeah. movie, a kung fu sci-fi movie. It's so weird. So they, uh, so they're they are here to they cra- traveled across time from 2204 that, and they were warning them that Godzilla is going to come back and destroy Japan for good. So they're like, and they're like, Terasawa, you're going to write a bestseller in the future that explains the birth of Godzilla. Mm-hmm. That's all about like Shindo's experience in the in World War Two on the island of Lagos, where there was mm-hmm. a dinosaur, a regular dinosaur, by the way, played by a different actor in this. And for our, our listeners that haven't seen it, it just looks like a T-Rex. It's a T-Rex with like a kind of a clunky head. Right. And uh, and and that it got irradiated and became Godzilla. Right. Yes. And he's like, that's the origin of it. Right. Uh, and so they are saying that, uh, oh, yeah, we're going to we're going to help you guys, though. We're going to help you guys. Yeah. And um, this is interesting because I uh, there's I also brought another line here because Hell yeah. he talks about how dinos- the, this dinosaur saved the men. And one of them went on to become the economist. And this is the first time oh, I yeah, really got right. a strong this is, I love streak this of nationalism. Thing. Yeah. Listen to this. So then it was a dinosaur that saved our men. And these are the very same men that rebuilt our economy. (laughs) (laughs) Don't you see the connection? (laughs) I wrote that one down, too. That was one of my favorites. I was like... And those those men went on to save spring break. (laughs) I think immediately uh, preceding that, like when the aliens are going to the... um, you know, the Diet or whatever the prime minister's uh, building is called. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
when that plane comes out of the top of the UFO, I was like, oh, that's what they're going to use to fly there. But then it lands in front of it. They step out and it beams them there. It's so convoluted. It's so convoluted. What a convoluted transportation system. You can't beam from inside the ship? Yeah, you can. Also, is it, uh, it wasn't clear to me, but were these the holograms meeting with them? Because if when it they was, meet in person, I know. Yeah. I think that was. I think they just tractor beamed down there in projected yeah. themselves just for showsies, just for fun. <laughs> and then they're like, "Okay, enough fucking with you guys. Come on up and meet." <laughs> these the the casting for these aliens, man. Especially the Western. I mean, the they Americans. all have five heads. Yeah, they're like the balding yeah. guy, and there's a balding guy in wearing like a green suit, and then the boss in a purple suit who looks like a caricature of every American man you've ever seen. Absolutely, and then the balding guy just looks like you could ca- you could literally just pluck him out of this and cast him in a Midwest sitcom. Yeah. Well, a hundred percent. I don't even I, know if you'd cast him and, you, and it's an extra, maybe. <laughs> I think also this is something that um, I don't know if you would know from watching the dubs, but all of the Western actors are speaking their lines in Japanese. Are they really? Yeah. Oh, interesting. I did not. I would not have guessed because yeah. there was a few times when I was looking at the dubs very closely because it was matching. Pretty close in sync with what they were saying. Now, Ryan, at this point, learned it in Japanese, huh? Yeah, at this point in the movie, um, how was the dialogue? Because you weren't watching the dubs, you weren't hearing this goofy, ridiculous dialogue we're hearing. How was the dialogue just written out in subtitles? I think just written out in so a lot of it from what you have played so far. Uh, a lot of it, the dialogue was the same. Okay. So I feel like they probably just used the same translation because uh, it was, you know. It was it was TriStar that put this out, so yeah. probably just so so watch so having read the subtitles while mm-hmm. you're watching this, did you get a sense that uh, you know a similar sense of like goofiness when you're reading it, or did you did you feel like it was more of a serious movie? Oh yes, absolutely. Yeah, There's it was exactly it was still so goofy because there's uh, still like I th- I feel like you can't change the part where he's like so uh is my book a hit in the future and she's like no actually nobody knows about it <laughs> but, and I'm like oh slam <laughs> also uh so m11 is their robot so there's yes. three of them and then they have the robot who is is the guy that looks you know like he's just an extra his name is robert scott field and funnily enough uh ryan to your point about a japanese baseball video game he had a brief stint as a professional baseball player for a team in Osaka. Wow. Then he taught English classes in Japan, and he worked on a radio show before being chosen for the role. So he does speak Japanese, and he considers himself Japanese, despite the fact that he was born in America. That's, it. That's really interesting, yeah. Haley. Um, who Because I notice a lot of times on... Uh you know any kind of uh, movie that's that's shot and produced in Japan or South Korea. A lot of times when they need Westerners, they will get whatever expats they have. Because uh, mm-hmm. you know, they're yeah. casting, their casting office does not. You know they're not they're not reaching deep, so they'll get like any like some weird Australian guy, or oh, Canadian I, dude. When I lived in the, in the Netherlands, I was the recipient of many roles that were very weird. Yeah, <laughs> like, because they just needed. An American, yeah. like somebody that's like American and loud and does this, you know, and and they would just like I went in one time and I did um radio bumpers for like their pop station and I did it as just all of these stars and I was like I mean my impressions are okay but they're not great and I like straight up said that I went my impressions are like okay guys I, I don't know if they're great and they're like that is okay can you do Beyonce and, <laughs> and I was like. 
I mean, I could try. <laughs> and they're like, and I did it. And it like wasn't good, you guys, because I, well, yeah. yeah, for many reasons. And they were like, yes, that is good. <laughs> of course. <laughs> of course. It's, it's, it's very passable to a non native speaker. Oh, and, 100%. Uh, yeah, I'm, they're, like, they're, I'm I, sure they're super happy. I'm Taylor. And like my Taylor Swift is like, hey, what's up? It's me. I'm Taylor Swift. Like, I just, it's like, doesn't sound anything like her. I have no idea what she sounds like. I just kind of did it. <laughs> Watching these movies to me, uh, I get it. I, I kind of appreciate like the difficulty of casting like foreign nationals in your movie because if mm-hmm. they wanted to actually cast Americans who are you know uh, known actors or whatever, it would increase their budget by at least at least oh, like, yeah. ten twenty percent, oh, and 100%. vice versa. Yeah, like out here. But anyway, this was, uh, this really was a really interesting flop already. So because yeah. yeah. it only budget was twelve mil and it only made eleven mil because of that damn Back to the Future. <laughs> Ooh, they're, they're still running on that and also because they just couldn't make it work over in america because america was like we don't want to watch your fucking national yeah yeah it's it's crazy that uh he was like well i gotta give the people what they want time travel and then wrote a movie that is specifically antagonistic to americans Americans. yeah Yeah, it's so funny so okay so now they uh, we've talked we've we've uh established that godzilla is going to destroy tokyo in the future so you got to go back further in time because they're going to come back for some reason instead of just going straight back to 1944 I mean I guess they just had to pick a random time oh they had to during go to, World War II they had to, well they had to meet Terus, uh, Terasawa because he wrote the book about the birth of Godzilla and then they're like he knows where Godzilla started so then we can end Godzilla then right. so then they're like okay Woo! So then they're like, let's go back to 1944, and they do, and boy, oh boy, is this a fucking treat! Yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And the Americans in this are well. First of all, they show some like serious battle shit, and yeah. like, mm-hmm. and they're also. But the weird thing is too, like, there's this. They do this thing where they're like, yeah, they're really anti-American in this battle scene. They're like, they, they, they will get the, we'll get them off our soil forever, and da 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 da. And it's like they never really stop to take into account that's like, also, <clears throat> we allied with Hitler. <laughs> Nobody, Hitler, not mentioned once. In not this movie. mentioned. No. Uh, just to uh, backtrack a little bit, because um, right when they first. Uh, arrive in 1944 uh, we have one of the best moments in the movie which is the major Spielberg scene yes oh that's right yes wait is that not when they go back to 1944 that's right that's the first thing that happens in when they go back when we yeah when the movie cuts to 1944 god yes did you pull any of the dialogue from that George not that Spielberg part but I do have uh, some, some of the attack of the troops it is so fucking funny. They basically are, it's two Americans that look like the most neutral looking American dudes of all time on a, on a, on a uh, airship probably, right? I don't know. Yeah. Like a, mm-hmm. uh, and the general and the guy are talking and it's just, I mean, it's just exposition. Mm-hmm. Here we are in 1944. We are here at the end of the war. Listen, it sounds like I'm making this up. This is almost verbatim. Yeah. <laughs> this is. Yeah. And then what? Did, when does he say, uh, Ryan? He goes. They see the spaceship go by, and then right. oh my yeah. god, yes. And yeah. then they're like, like Major Spielberg is like, should we report that, sir? And the captain's like, and tell them what? That we're being invaded by little green men? <laughs> and, he goes, uh, and he goes, no. 
Save it for your son so when, when he's, he's born. born. <laughs> Major <Yeah>. Spielberg. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god. Don't uh, tell anyone. Just tell your son when he's born. So what? I <laughs> I did I did the math on this. <laughs> <laughs> so the Marshall Islands campaign lasted from November 1943 to February 1944. Okay. So this is somewhere in there. I think it says 1944. Yes, it, d- it does say the... 1944 for sure. Yeah. Um, so Steven be- Spielberger was born in December 1946. <gasps> wow. Oh. And so, so, so they're like, this, this is how E.T. starts or something. But also this movie is implying that <laughs> from this conversation, Steven Spielberg's dad was like, I should have a son. I should, you know what? I'm <laughs> if they had not babies. gone back in time, Steven Spielberg might not exist. Did Spielberg produce Back to the Future? <laughs> he, he did. did. That's he what it is. Did. It's a dick. Oh, so or Back to the Future. We made Back to the Future because we made Spielberg. But then he also, oh my gosh, he also made E.T., which is like what what I guess the little green men thing was about. But E.T. is also about Steven Spielberg's famously complicated relationship with his father. (laughs) Wow. Whoa. Yeah. This is some deep shit. Well, it's got to be complicated because he. He was uh, on a warship fighting Godzilla. So yeah, exactly. You're not exactly. gonna get. We should also talk about a real quick throwaway thing in this movie. Uh, on the ship, when they get in, when they're about to go back in time, for some reason, it's almost like a throwaway thing that never comes back. It, they have these little creatures that look like um, baby dragons with green mohawks. Yeah, and uh, they're called Dorats. Dorats, which, mm-hmm. which comes from the name comes from King Ghidorah, obviously, but Dorats is what they call them because they're made from DNA from King Ghidorah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, um, I, I, which I, I think that they were doing this to make it more marketable for children and maybe sell toys. Yes, they definitely were. Uh, they were trying to. They did. They were doing stuff. They they thought this was going to be more for adults, and then I think I think somewhere in the middle here, according to my book, they like let they switched it also, and were like, "We need kids because we need money." So I think the Dorats got porked on in there. Yeah, yeah, they definitely <laughs> got porked, <laughs> got porked yeah. in. It, and very similar to the new Star Wars with, with the porgs, because like, Which, oh, I guess they're on the ship now. By the way, I don't. Get, yeah, that, that's what it made me think. Of. I was like, oh, there's porgs, but, but let let me be clear, I fucking love porgs. Yeah, that's great. <laughs> um, I'm in the mind. But aren't the, Dor- the Dorats are the Dorats are King Ghidra. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They are. They're uh, like somehow. Are they? I thought they were just made from the DNA of King Ghidra. No, they are yeah, Ghidra. She... She's and they were. Well, I mean, we'll get to it. But they're, it's part of the plot and also Uh-oh. one thing. It's part of the quote plot. Yeah, the quote unquote <laughs> plot. <laughs> like, it, this part. So, and these Dorats look like, um, what are they like? Little bats? Yeah, like know. little dra- little Cute bat bats. dragons with yeah. like green mohawks. They do kind of look like porgs. Yeah, like if you know what a porg looks like, they look like uh, you know, uh, furless porgs, like a manx porg. Yeah, that's right. Maybe like a little <laughs> bit of treasure trolls. Yeah, little yeah, treasure like a troll. Treasure troll. Yeah. Oh, the scene with the uh, we have it on currently, and the scene with uh with Spielberg and his buddy mm-hmm. Exposition Central uh is is up on the screen right now. You know, now. good on them for being able to cast this or shoot this scene in an actual it looks like an actual warship that they got yeah it does. a u.s warship 
Um, so we do get to the battle at some point, though, because the Japanese are fighting the American soldiers. Right. They're they're surrounded. They're they're about to be defeated. And Godzilla comes out. Well, the pre Godzilla Godzilla Saurus. Yeah, yes. Godzilla Saurus yes. comes out. Comes out. And I did bring a, a little bit of dialogue because as the hell yeah, <laughs> as the U.S. soldiers are fighting the dinosaur. This is one of my favorite lines of the movie when uh, they're radioing in back to their general. Listen to this. It's a dinosaur! A gigantic dinosaur is attacking our boys! A dinosaur? <laughs> what? <laughs> a dinosaur! A dinosaur? A what? A dinosaur is attacking our boys! <laughs> He's attacking our boys! <laughs> I think a little later on, after they start shelling the Godzillasaurus, one of the guys on the ship goes, Take that, you dinosaur! Oh, yeah. Dinosaur? What? Gigantic dinosaurs attacking our boys! (laughs) (laughs) By the way, that all is the exact same in the subs. It is. Yeah. Gigantic dinosaurs attacking our boys. Do they spell it out with like extra Y's and O's? (laughs) (laughs) Hey, speaking of boys, uh, on. On the on the spaceship from the aliens, this is also kind of weird, but they, it is just staffed entirely with handsome young men. Yep. Uh huh. <laughs> like, I think wait, two of them what? are twins. Yeah. Is that what it is? So yeah. yeah. And and by the way, it's the it, are those the American soldiers saying it's attacking our boys? Yeah. 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 That's right. Okay. Good. That's it. That's important to know. So that was their interpretation. Dinosaurs attacking our boys. <laughs> <laughs> A boys in blue. He's, that guy was he's so boogie stoked. boogie dinosaur in nineteen forty four. That guy's so stoked to get a line. Yeah, yeah totally, totally. And so, <laughs> oh my god! So this dinosaur comes out, which, by the way, is played by uh, Wataru Fukuda. Not uh, Satsuma was Godzilla, mm-hmm. but Fukuda was Godzilla Saurus, probably because he's. I think he's taller, has longer neck. Uh, so the the American and he comes out and it's like he kind of storms around <laughs> and then when it cuts back later there's just they're all lying in blood yeah, yeah. like it's just like <laughs> oh it looks like he did he stomp them with machine guns yeah. <laughs> like, what? and it's so funny this scene was so funny too because uh, you have the general being like uh, hello, hello, boys, hello, and it's just a shot of just dead yeah. people, yep. and, it, and it goes on for far too long. It's like, hello, anyone, hello, <laughs> anyone, and it's just like dead, dead, dead. Yeah. Nobody, nobody. Hey, but then hello? like, but then like, they're the the reaction of the <laughs> navy admiral or whatever is just like, well, let's get out of here. Yeah. <laughs> yep. That dinosaur will take care of them, I'm sure. And, and this is also when we see, see what's the robots? Uh, the, uh, the M11. M11, that's right. M11. M11. We, we see M11 in action for the first time. Oh, yeah. And it comes out of the spaceship. After, so after the American Navy, they bomb and, and gravely wound the dinosaurs. Yeah. So that's, that's important. <laughs> oh, but then M11 comes down yeah. and they go, they got into the fighting and they go, wait, wait, isn't it going to be okay? And she goes, you think M11, M11's not going to be hurt by some old bombs. That's what she basically <laughs> says. And some then, old bombs aren't going to hurt M11. And then cut to him wearing the biggest helmet. (laughs) (laughs) And he runs like he's on cross-country skis. Yeah, it's slow motion, and they're clearly obstructing his his feet, so you can't see anything. He's, like, running in slow motion. But also in in fast motion. He's ready. Yeah. yeah. They do this thing. So <laughs> it looks like imagine that he's running on cross country skis, and then a bomb hits him, and he gently glides through yeah. the air yeah. ever Gracefully. so far. 
<laughs> Very gracefully. I just noticed that his helmet says M11 on it. That's a nice touch. <laughs> so they can so he find knows him. which helmet is his. Well, that's right. M11 <laughs> needs to know. He is a robot. <laughs> he is a robot. He is a robot. Oh, my God. So then, uh, so uh, M11, so Shindo and the men, they, they're like, let's get out of here. Those American hooligans blew up the dinosaur, but that dinosaur saved us. They yeah. that dinosaur saved us. I don't know how, but I guess. Yeah. Oh, and they also, they also, this was a kind of a gory scene because they shot uh, Godzillasaurus a bunch. Yeah. Oh, and yeah. he got shot in the cheek. And then he's like, it's a big gusher scene. Oh, yeah. And they, they played that scene twice, actually. I wrote it down at uh, 3630 <laughs> and then 3655, 20 seconds late, later. They, <laughs> they, re- they, used, they reused <laughs> they the same footage. It. I think it might be from a different angle, but it's the exact same footage. I know it is because it looks, it's the it's, it's same shot right in the cheek. It's like, what are the odds of yeah. two shots hitting right in the same right cheek the hole? Same cheek hole. <laughs> uh, so funny. Fun little bit of trivia is in that scene when the Godzillasaurus is getting shot, <laughs> the uh, the sound that it makes, uh-huh. they're recycled Gamera roars. <gasps> oh, oh, my God. Interesting. That's a great pull. Good, co- oh yeah, good catch. Oh, my God. Oh, you know what? I do actually have that line, uh, take that, you dinosaur. <laughs> oh, <laughs> yes, here it is. God, yes. to this. Hey, got him. Take that, you dinosaur. <laughs> <laughs> anything you want <laughs> you want to be a writer you can do this. <laughs> uh, oh god i love it uh so <laughs> um so then uh m11 <laughs> m11 teleports the dinosaur from lagos to a place in the bering strait and uh, and then before, so this is where the Dorats thing happens, and it's really not very clear. But they yeah. basically secretly leave the Dorats in 1944 before they go back to 1992. And they're exposed to the radiation of the bomb in 1954, blah, blah, blah. And they yeah. merge to become Ghidorah. And this, but, it is at this <laughs> moment where a fairly straightforward plot so far starts to fall <laughs> apart at the seams. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so far I was like, okay, yeah, all right, some silly dialogue. Wait, wait, yeah. wait. And then I just was like, I kept going, wait, what? And I kept kind of rewinding parts to try to catch. And then I, and then I, after a while I went, eh, it was literal. Yeah, There was several parts where I kept rewinding, being like, I just got lost. Did I miss something? It's like, <laughs> no, I got everything. I got <laughs> everything. It's just what was there to get. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> This is it, as good as it gets. Um, we also have a so at this point, like they, um, I, I forgot. We also have this uh, this clip of them when the aliens uh, first land too. They wanted to speak to the prime minister. Oh, that's uh, right. This dialogue is also pretty classic. I have to play this uh, as well. Listen to this. We'd like to have a meeting with your country's prime minister, and we hope that you two will help <laughs> arrange it for us. <laughs> But tell me, how do you want us to take the three of you to him? Please, sirs, just tell us where your prime minister will be, and we're sure you will show up at that place. <laughs> <laughs> and it's like... It sounds like a GPS. <laughs> <laughs> we 
It's just funny. It sounds more robotic than the robot voice <laughs> yeah. on the ship. The robot voice on the ship is strangely warmer and more human yeah. than the way that these guys talk. What, whatever your place your prime ministers reside, we will show up at that place. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god. It's <laughs> oh. so I mean it's just oh. it's just wild. So they go back to 1992. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's when the plot is revealed ish. I mean, here's what like we said, like it gets kind of fucking crazy in here. So then they basically we find out that the Futurians, that's what they're called. <laughs> <laughs> Because they're from the, the future. future. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Futurians with their unobtainium. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> they, uh, their malevolent intentions come out. Uh, they basically, they are like, okay, guys, that was all a fucking lie. We planted the Dorats back there so that they would grow up into fucking Ghidorah and destroy Japan because we are not just Futurians. We are future terrorists. <laughs> That's right. They're terrorists from the future, just like regular terrorists. Oh, there's but also they a come moment. from the future. <laughs> <laughs> there's also a moment uh, where after she's like let the Dorats go and she comes back into the cockpit, mm-hmm. uh, where the, um, uh, what's a Segusa, uh, she notices that the Dorats are gone and she goes, where are the Dorats? And Emmy just goes, uh, <laughs> hey, M11, time warp. Oh, oh my God, you're right. I forgot That's about that. Right. There were so many things happening at once that were so confusing. So this is how, you're right, uh, Ryan, this is how King Ghidorah comes back into the future. Okay, mm-hmm. so, so, so they the went back planned. in the past, yeah. right, to get rid of Godzilla because Godzilla destroys Japan in the future, but the Dorats escaped from the ship and then they come back to the but future. But they did it purposefully. Oh, they did. They did it on purpose because they want, yeah, because they want to destroy Japan because it's too successful, Mm -hmm. say, Wilson and Grinchenko. Uh, Uh, Glenn Chico. Uh, Oh, it's Glenn Chico according to Wikizilla. According according to the spelling in the subtitles that I watched, it's Glenn Chico. You win, Wilson and Glenn Chico. Glenn Ch- Wilson and Glenn Chico don't like Japan's superior cars and technology, Sony technology in the future. So we prefer Samsung. Have Gira destroy Japan. So, yeah, so then they come back to the future, and now Godzilla's ravaging Japan. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Or they not are, Godzilla, I'm no, sorry, King Ghidorah. King Ghidorah, yeah. Which, which they wanted. So they come back, they've erased Godzilla from history. Yes. Right. Why does everyone still remember Godzilla? Okay, because this is what happens. So allegedly, and they're about to break these their own rules here. So they don't let Shindo, or they don't want to go back with Shindo or whatever to 1944 because it would break the time something, the t- continuum if he goes back and he himself yeah. is there or whatever. He can't be there at the same time. Right, exactly. So, which they're going to break when they bring Ghidorah back from the fucking future as Mecha Ghidorah to go fight yep. this. Uh, but, but Godzilla didn't I actually buy this. So it's the it didn't stop Godzilla from being made. He did exist. He just disappeared. Like he he basically like glitched and timed and jumped. So he went to the bottom of the sea. But this isn't the Godzilla they always knew and occasionally loved. This Godzilla is far more violent. Yeah, that's yeah. right. Yeah, he's he's violent. He's angry. He's mean. 
Uh, mm-hmm. And then, you, but you get the reveal of King Ghidorah, which I thought was really cool. I loved that. About mm-hmm. forty-five minutes in. Yeah. yeah. And by the way, this is one of those movies where Godzilla does make a late appearance. You don't see him right at the start. No. Uh, you see him like at the one-hour mark. So you see King Ghidorah before you even see a full reveal of Godzilla. Mm-hmm. And when you do see Godzilla, I will say this is probably my favorite design of Godzilla yes. in, in the I, series. I, was, I wrote that down. Yeah. I was like, I love this design. Yeah. Yes. He looks it's, badass. It's how you remember him. It's how you mm-hmm. want to remember him. What are you going to say, Ryan? Uh, yeah, I would say like this is like a great Godzilla design. Also, just a great Godzilla suit. Like it's yeah. so expressive. Yes. Uh, like you can see what Godzilla's feeling, which comes into play in a very important yep. scene later on in the movie. Which I really liked. I did like that scene, by yeah. the way. I actually like unironically enjoyed that scene. Great teeth on this Godzilla too, uh-huh. by the way. Like yeah. he, Godzilla looks ferocious. Yeah. He looks badass. He looks like you get that chaotic neutral look at, on him. Absolutely. I was going to say, yeah. he, does look, he looks like you go either way. Yeah. Like that. Mm-hmm. But and <clears throat> um, also, so now that we are in the act of our Futurians uh, laying out their big plan. This is one of my favorite quotes from our, our uh, Calat book. He quote, for that matter, the whole premise is pretty shaky. <laughs> 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 if, you, if you have a time machine, a teleport, and an indestructible robot, you already have all the tools you need to subdue Japan without having to rely on the unpredictable behavior of giant monsters. (laughs) 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 Which I love. It also reminds me of Megalon because that was like when the Seatopians created a sun under the sea, but they they needed to go up to the surface of Earth to destroy to steal their robots. So they were able to basically discover nuclear fusion to right. create a sun, mm-hmm. but we're like, robots? I don't know. <laughs> yeah, well, can't figure them all, those uh, little gadgets out. Yeah. This, this is this is a side note. This is, because just something I saw on screen reminded me, uh, like fully 75% of the interiors in this movie Look like they're in a children's science museum. Oh, <laughs> oh they also up have to, an experimental to, room. Yes, <laughs> and also there's another one where Terasawa like dramatically storms out of a room, and when he opens the door, it reveals that on the other side of it, it says "Super Science Playroom." <laughs> <laughs> Even the even the museum had a weird, uh, goofy name to it too at the beginning. I th- oh, I dinosaur world. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It yeah. went also in people's offices are like kind of goofy, like toy dinosaurs. <laughs> like, yeah. like they don't have pictures well, of their families or anything. It's well, that's like... because ha, 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 young man, <laughs> I consider myself an expert in dinosaur <laughs> studies. It's so good. So then. <clears throat> You know, uh, so now that G- Ghidorah has arrived, we we also find out that uh, uh, they need to figure out the Japanese government. They're like, oh, no, Godzilla's gone, even though weirdly Mickey is able to sense Godzilla underwater. So they get a sub. Yeah, is, so, oh, yes. They the nuclear sub, sub that which, this rich it, guy just owns. Yeah. Like, that's allowed. And then Godzilla eats it? It wasn't clear, but it yeah. was. You just yeah. Godzilla was already big, yeah. And then he got because big. another nuclear sub yeah. sank in that area in the seventies. And this actually makes him bigger. This yeah. accord, this makes him like his biggest iteration in the franchise so far. In this, yeah. in this one, uh, so, so then. <laughs> 
they're like, oh, no, Terasawa believes Mickey, sensing everything. He tries to warn the, the government Godzilla already exists and that Shindo's sub is, is in danger, but too late, chomp chomp. Uh, and now I think this is a good time to go to our J-take because we're about to go into the action. Mm-hmm. So Ghidorah has shown up, he's storming stuff. And then so guys, Jay, I gave Jay a little reprieve this week because he saw the new movie, he went out and shelled out his J-bucks, mm-hmm. saw the brand new movie, gave us a little review and he's very busy. Uh, and then... So I was like, Jay, just watch the action scenes and report back to me. So uh, this is what he said. Hey, this is Jay with my uh, one minute review of uh, Godzilla vs. Ghidorah. And uh, I mean, there's some, again, there's some crazy violence going on in the (laughs) beginning. And and also, oh yeah, I, I... I didn't see the movie. I just saw, like, the best of clip <laughs> on YouTube. Sorry. But um, anyways, there's some, like, really uh, cool stuff going on. I mean, it's a more modern movie made in, you know, early 90s. So the miniature action is off the chain. It's great. <laughs> and hearing that Godzilla theme never gets old. Um, but, yeah, there's some... Um, uh, you know the action is just it's great it's crazy and it and you know they updated the Godzilla suit which is really cool um it looks a lot more scarier like he has a lot more teeth and multi <laughs> a lot of rows of them um but yeah and then the effects were pretty cool too but you know um Oh, oh shoot! Okay, it's it's oh, past a minute. Uh, I got to end with this review. Okay, I'll talk to you guys later. Bye. Wow, we got an extra twelve Love seconds. It. Yeah. That's... Oh, we did. Yeah. Oh, oh Jay. Jay's going just, to do an overtime. I, I thought I just it sounded like a semi went by him at one yeah. point. <laughs> what a that's fun Jay review from the Flying Jay. Yeah, yeah Flying Jay. So Jay, if you watch just what Jay watched, which is he said he watched a best of clip on YouTube. Yes. You will get a very good impression, I think, of of a Godzilla movie because the fight scenes are amazing. Yes. Mm-hmm. So well choreographed. Absolutely. And from here on, from actually this action on out, like. The conclusion, the climax is dope as fuck. Yeah. I love the, like, the climax of this film. I want to scoop it and write in, like, a serious version that still has that same, sorry, I just bumped my mic. Uh, I want to scoop the end of it, write a serious version, and still line up to that climax where Emmy, uh, engineers the mecha god uh, yeah. the mecha Ghidorah. it's so great but we're not done with crazy m11 oh let's talk about that <laughs> m11 scene so i have oh, this yes. pause on screen for us to watch while we talk <laughs> about this because where does this happen uh, again for our this listeners? is as emmy and terasawa are going somewhere i don't remember yeah Ghidorah's this is right before everything. she yeah she's doing a, a namikawa and she's flipping she's like yeah. I, this was wrong i should i'm a futurian but i don't want to be and I'm going <laughs> to... They get in the car and... <laughs> <laughs> oh, this... This up and then... There is, there is, okay. So everybody, you have to watch. So there's a scene uh, where they're where they're driving along a jeep, and then M11 comes up on their side and is trying to grab her, and it looks like a very dangerous scene. Yeah, there, it's a car yeah. chase. They're in a red jeep. He's in a small Civic, uh, yeah. <laughs> hatchback maybe. Maybe a Datsun. Uh, maybe a Datsun. He tries. He lines up with them. He uh, tries to attack. He rips off Emmy's door and tries to pull her out she stops him they then a 
a semi with a stack of empty boxes (laughs) that goes past and the Jeep goes through the empty boxes like it's in bullet. And and then the Civic or whatever, the Datsun, goes up on its side and, oh no, it's an American car. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my God, they put him in an American car. Hilarious. Uh, And and I don't think they're in a real Jeep. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> no. I think they, it's a Suzuki. Oh, see, they what, put the a, yeah. One? So they're in a yeah. Suzuki. Yeah. He's in an American car. His he his car hits this goes also, on the side and blows the fuck. Yeah, up. the car explodes, and then someone else who was not involved runs across the frame on fire. It's never explained. There's just a person on fire who <laughs> runs across is. the frame, and then they do the most Terminator thing ever. Yeah, this is very heavily Terminator. Oh, yeah. 58 minutes into it. He tears his own robot skin off and looks at them and is like, I'm going to run after you. Yeah. And again, I can't emphasize this enough. He does have a receding hairline. (laughs) He he looks a little bit like Dave Coulier. Yeah, that's right. He looks like Dave Coulier. Uncle Joey. Yeah, if if he was also a Terminator. This whole scene is so Uncle bonkers. Joey Ader. And then he goes, then he uses. Cut the, it out. <laughs> then he uses this, his fast motion, slow motion running to outrun their car. He gets in front of it. Yeah. He stares them down and then he lifts their car. Mm-hmm. And then what happens? Yeah. He, he, he lifts their car. <laughs> he goes back with him. Oh, that's right. Yeah, and, and then he get, he's about to get out of the vehicle, and he's like, I'll, I'll go yeah, talk Yeah, this him. guy. He's like rolling his sleeves up. Like, I'm going to take care of this robot that just this, stopped the yeah. vehicle. This science fiction writer who uh, we have only seen eat instant ramen so far oh, in this yeah. movie yeah. is going to get out and fight this we super fight strong this robot. Super, this super robot that runs like he's on a Nordic track. And he's very smug in this scene, too. As yeah. he runs past them, he's just- In his khaki. Yeah, his, and his sensible shoes. American khakis. <laughs> Oh man, so much fun! Oh uh, my god, this is so much I fun mean, to watch. I wish that, uh, someone should isolate just this scene and put it on YouTube. It's oh, so I hilarious. know. Yeah. I wish you guys could find it, but you'll have to watch this whole movie, really. So then she's they they just cut to him coming back with them, like that mm-hmm. he he lost, I guess, which is super yeah. fucking weird. So then Emmy has has defect- oh yeah, and then he goes and stands in a room. Oh yeah, he, he just goes like. <laughs> He secludes his robo closet. So Emmy is like, I. She goes talks to the to the two accountants for a bank loan, <laughs> uh, and then she's gonna she re-engineers M eleven to help them. Right. Mm-hmm. Okay. So now we can get to the good stuff where Godzilla comes out. Ghidorah is fighting Godzilla. Yeah, so Godzilla has been fu- fully mutated at this point. Yes. Uh, the Japanese Air Force tries to take down King Ghidorah, which King Ghidorah oh, makes yeah. they, handy work of them. They, but mm-hmm. they blow, don't they blow a hole? Or no, it's Godzilla's the one Godzilla that blows, it, a, yeah. blows a yeah. hole in his wing. This is actually a really cool shot because the miniatures they, they used were pretty seamless from the yeah, actual yeah, the, yeah. the stock footage or the B-roll they had of uh, Japanese fighter jets. Uh, because uh, the tr- yeah the transitions just looked really seamless. I thought they did a really good job. And when King Ghidorah blew one up, I was like, oh shit! Yeah, that was awesome. <laughs> yeah. I loved his lightning blowing that up. That yeah. was I really enjoyed this use of King Ghidorah. I thought this was awesome. And also, this was such a good example of. I feel like uh, I I tell young storyboard artists to watch Godzilla films all the time because they stage their action very simply, mm-hmm. and 
something that young storyboard artists and animation run into is that they would you know they their eyes are bigger than 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 their stomachs for or their budgets their right. eyes are bigger than their budgets in terms of what they'd like to stage what they'd like to draw and how long they'd like to have it in tv animation you have to turn over sometimes like 800 panels yeah in a week and stuff like that which is wild so it's really important that you do things really simply and i think this movie is a great example in these action scenes simple left to right uh yeah. the the way that you the way you shoot it that's still like maybe he's you know he's coming right towards you in this scene that's scary uh but it's only just for a clip and then he blows up the fighter jets and it's like it it gets everything across it's menacing and it probably didn't break the bank for them and also it's a it's refreshing to see this direction style again because we're living mm-hmm. in an, in a modern era with shaky cameras and obfuscating the action I, I I don't think it adds anything to have a shaky camera and obfuscating a, a supposedly more complex scene versus something that's just very clear camera on sticks. You're seeing Godzilla coming from the right. You're seeing King Ghidorah coming right. from the left. Mm-hmm. It just feels iconic. That that you know, it's almost like an East meets West type thing, but just yeah. visually with monsters. I really enjoyed the choreography here. I I loved it absolutely. Yeah. So simple and. Uh, I like it. Really, the the action in this is rather elegant, and you get some of that classic Godzilla walking through the wires and everything. Yeah. Everybody freaking out, the Japanese government being like, "Oh crap!" Uh, and so then Godzilla blows a hole in Ghidorah's wing. Yeah, right? doesn't he? Uh, after, uh, it's after they blow up the um, the Futurians are controlling Ghidorah with the computer inside their UFO. Oh, that's and right. Yeah, yeah, right. Blows Here's it up. A, hold, how much is too much plot? Yeah, I know. <laughs> None. There's never too much plot. We'll find that mark. But then afterwards, crossing. afterwards, like Ghidorah is like helpless after that. Yeah. yeah. Like he doesn't know. Like I guess yeah. he's just not a warring Ghidorah on his own. Well, because he's he's just three tiny little uh, oh, yeah, he's treasure the troll dragons. Little treasure art. trolls that got irradiated to become yeah. big. It's like gremlins. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's like gremlins. But stuck together. Uh, so, so then they, yeah, he starts battling Godzilla, and once they re- once they stop controlling him, Godzilla's like, "All right, motherfucker," blows a hole in his wing, which was really cool. But, but before yeah. before Godzilla does that, though, he is getting his literally his face stopped. Oh, that's right. He jumps on Godzilla <laughs> yeah. and holds him down, and then just starts jumping on Godzilla's oh, face. Oh yeah, stomping his <laughs> face. He's like, Stay. Yeah, he's like curb stomps. It. Yeah. It's fucking nuts. It's crazy, and then and that's when the, you know the uh, the other crew on the ship they take it over and they're able to uh, <laughs> M11 the re-engineered M11. Yes, the re-engineered oh, M11. Wait, do you have the dialogue from when he wakes back up after after Emmy re-engineers him? No, but he, he does. He say, wakes up and he goes, uh, "What?" He goes, "Wait, what is this to say?" She so, she she's like, "How do you feel?" He goes, "I feel fine now, now, my boss." boss. Yeah. My boss. Oh yes. yes. <laughs> No, that's the exact same in the uh, in the, the subtitle. in the subtitled version because so some funny. of his lines he says in English. Oh, so he'll like be speaking Japanese, but then he'll go time warp. Yeah. yeah. Oh my god! By the uh-huh. way, I loved that when he was traveling through. Uh, the when they when they start the time warp early in like I think it was in Act One or something, I just love that he's like time warp. Use a different set of words. How, how, <laughs> how do more turntablist DJs not sample this movie? This movie is so there's it's just like sample yes! rich. Yeah. The oh aliens, the time warp thing, uh, time warp, just the dialogue everywhere. There's so many I, samples. Definitely, uh, MF Doom. One of his. Uh, 
personas is King Ghidorah. Oh, yeah. yeah and right, right, right. he put out an album under that. And it has a ton of samples from Does it really uh, from this? Godzilla movies. Yeah. Oh shit. I, so does uh Mixmaster Mike. He does a ton mm-hmm. of Godzilla sampling, but he's he's done from uh, uh Godzilla vs. Monster Zero, the namesake for this podcast. Or not Godzilla vs. Monster Yeah, Godzilla vs. Monster Zero. Mm-hmm. I'm getting our podcast name and the movie confused. <laughs> Good one. Yeah. But uh anyway, Godzilla gets back up finally once the uh, the spaceship has been commandeered by our rebels, and they're no longer in control of King Ghidorah. Now Godzilla gets up, and he shellacks him. He yeah, grabs him by the tail. Yeah, yeah. like a rag doll, just slamming him into the ground. And I'm like, oh shit, you yeah. fucked up, man. Meanwhile, there's some fucking Star Wars yeah, battle, Star Wars happening. battle yeah. happening. Oh, also when the, when the Futurians are bragging like, uh, we'll be safe because this is programmed to take us back to our own time in 20 minutes. Yeah. <laughs> no it's like, okay, we have, tw- you've given us 20, you've given us a 20 minute head start. giving us like, yeah, the 20. Yeah. <laughs> and you do see, you do see M11 hiding up on top of like some shelves or something as a, as a surprise attack. And he goes, hi, hi boys. And then he shoots him. <laughs> He shoots them with lasers. They run into the ca- the headquarters, the captain's, uh, I guess, the cap- what's it called? The captain's... Um, the bridge. The bridge, yeah, the captain's bridge. And you get some very funny dialogue here. And you see that, again, the handsome young boys. A lot of really handsome young boys. Yep, yep. Uh, nothing but, but young boys staffing this, <laughs> this spaceship <laughs> from the future. <laughs> so then they... Uh, so yeah, Godzilla fucking fucks up Ghidorah. Ghidorah goes into the ocean. They teleport the mothership in front of Godzilla, which Godzilla then destroys. Yeah. Right? Yes. Good good plan. I thought that was kind of cool. I like that. Yeah. I like that. So they make Godzilla do that. Then Emmy and M11, Emmy's like, come on, M11. And they go back to the future. Mm-hmm. Two. <laughs> <laughs> they do say Back to the Future in they the movie. Do. They, yeah, literally they literally do. Yeah, they literally do. They've and taken then... credit for Steven Spielberg. <laughs> yep, yep. So then they're like, okay, we're going to go figure some shit out. And uh, one of my favorite lines comes from that, where they go, once, once they're back in the future thinking about it, he goes, they go, well, Emmy, couldn't you... Like, they basically say something to the effect of, couldn't you use, like... Ghidorah's head, you know, Ghidorah's what's left underwater and make that mech suit. And she goes, that's a good idea. Of course. Yeah, I'll do that. Like, she basically just goes like, as if you're like, hey, you know what? You left the keys on the counter. Oh, thank you. Like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. like there was I, no critical thinking going into it at all. I didn't catch that. I thought that she already had that idea when she went back. It's Did somebody you, suggest it, suggest it, it like to comes her up weird. I mean, I could have this wrong, but... I'm pretty sure somebody like she she has like kind of the half idea and then they just explain her like, why don't you do that? And she's like, yeah, that's a great idea. Thank uh, yeah, you. Okay. Yeah. listen, <laughs> It's so funny. But before and before she does that, by the way, when all this is going on, he goes, she talks to like Terusawa and he's like, he's like, hey, are you going to miss me in the future? And she's like, yes, you're the and she literally she just lays it out. She's like, you're the only reason I would want to stay here here in the past and i'm like i guess people in the future really just come right out with it <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah they're very they're very forward yeah she's very forward um also i should say that during these battles it is some of the best miniatures i've seen in in, in any godzilla movie oh Absolutely. yeah just they're the scale of these things are massive because you know if it's a guy in a suit these things are at least like twice as tall as him i'm like this is a really good 
They did a really good job. Yep. We're also watching on screen the... Shindo, the, the end of Shindo. That's right. The scene where it's it's a, kind of an emotional scene. Kind I of a, liked this, actually, unironically. Yeah, this yeah. is my unironic liked it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I unironically like most of this movie, but uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the bad dialogue not precluded. But yeah, you see Godzilla snarling and you see a flashback of him back on the island. Because he saved Shindo in 1944 and now here he is working in his very special headquarters, which, by the way, this is a building. The building he's working in, so you guys know, is a building that uh, was famously is famously hated in Japan as a mark of like their of capitalism. Really? Like, really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of like great success and all of that stuff. So he's actually working in that building, and then he basically. So he basically goes from, you know, th- this is destroying that part of them, like the overcapitalized version. And Shindo is very is happy to have that. So he's like, this was my savior. This is the way I'd want to go. He cries. There's a tear in Godzilla's eye. Mm-hmm. It's beautiful. Yeah, and I then can't, Godzilla I, blows him off the map. Is it an actual tear or is it a gleam? Because I can't tell. It's supposed to be a tear. It's supposed to be a tear. I believe, okay. yeah. Uh, yeah, I just like the way that, like, they between a like an animatronic Godzilla head and this guy, like they managed to have this like uh genuinely like affecting scene where you get like, oh Godzilla remembers him and you think it mm-hmm. like they just allow you to think just enough that oh Godzilla might spare him. Right. But then no, like Godzilla Wars, music drops out. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. And this is one of my favorite things about this film is how quickly Godzilla turns bad, Ghidra turns good, like the do mm-hmm. do whatever they called again, do rats or whatever, do rat whatever the do rags do uh, the do um <laughs> the dora dorats yeah the dorats go from uh from sweet to bad and Ghidra to good and Ghidra to you know like mm-hmm. everything switches so fast and I have a really great quote from Omori talking about the scene where Shindo gets destroyed he says the most important scene in the movie is where a tear comes to Godzilla's eyes when he's facing this human and I think there's very few who could play the role opposite a crying Godzilla and Suchia who played Shindo is one of them who could do it when we brought this to him and said we'd like you to do this role he said I've been waiting my whole life for this role ah. eh. wow. so I personally feel that we found the right actor and we have Godzilla crying in the face of this human being and I think of all the movies in the Godzilla series that has this has to be the best scene in my personal opinion it's a great I mean uh-huh. I totally do agree but also I was like that's the most directory thing I mean this is the best scene in the whole series <laughs> just going back to talking about the the how the miniature work and like the mm-hmm. like intricacy of the building destruction in this movie there's one really cool shot from inside a building as Godzilla is approaching it oh yeah and then Godzilla's foot comes through and like they like add the camera inside this building as they That's destroyed a great it shot. That's That's really cool. cool that I felt like that inspired some cloverfieldness yeah it was something like that I could see so much of uh, inspiration in the new Godzilla movie that's in theaters now, the King of All Monsters. Oh, 100%. Mm-hmm. King of, yeah, the King of the Monsters. Um, with this movie, because there is that classic, this is one of the box arts of Godzilla, or the movie art, that is one of my favorites of all time, and Ryan is wearing it on his shirt. Yeah, he is. It is the King Ghidorah, like the head's kind of wrapping around Godzilla's, and you do see that scene in this movie, and that is so satisfying to me as yeah. a 
boy because I remember just seeing yes. DVD covers and VHS covers and seeing this cool art and you never see that scene you in the movie. You never see that. You then... do see the scene in the movie. I mean, it's pretty yeah. close. You don't see all, yeah. all three and hits in the, firing off. And the off. new one too. I mean, yeah. man, that new one did such a good job. And, and he definitely, Doherty so, pulled so much from this movie. Right? Yeah. It's, it's mm-hmm. such a great choice that you did this. Guys, I got to say, like when I saw Mecha, Gid- Mecha King Ghidorah come back from the future on this and now it's King Ghidorah's a good guy and Godzilla's a bad guy, I thought I was so excited because I didn't expect to see a Mecha King Ghidorah in this exactly. movie. Exactly. So, so Emmy comes back from. So Emmy breaks the rules that have been set by this movie mm-hmm. by being able to bring a Mecha Ghidorah back to where Ghidorah already is. So, uh, so there are two in the same place, but whatever. So it's a Mecha King Ghidorah. So, and just so you, if you're listening, you know what that looks like. It's just he he is a Robo Ghidorah, and she is piloting it from the center. Right, it's, it's her mech suit, and this is fucking baller. And this is I also love this. As a lady, I was like, "Oh, Emily, Emmy's officially the protagonist of this film. Like, she yeah. has to, mm-hmm. she has to do." It. Also, she has this great fucking. I was like, "Yeah, yeah," and I was cheering her on. And then within that, she has this great moment where I think it's Terusawa or somebody is uh, list is you know t- communicating with her on her radio as she's fucking bashing Godzilla. She's oh, beating yeah. the shit out of him, and then he's like, he tells her, he the person on the radio is like, "Hey." Emmy, do this. And then she goes, yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> but, I was like, yes. But not, not, so. not, not just once, but twice. <laughs> a, a few minutes, late, like a minute later, she says it again. She goes, yes, I know that. I know. Exactly. <laughs> and I was like, God, this is cathartic. <laughs> it was just so funny. Like, it's just great, too, because it's like, yeah, she would be saying that too because I think it is Tirosawa and it's like, yeah, he is she's 200 years ahead of him. Her yeah. mind is evolved 200 years and he's like, "Oh, hey, Amy, I'll do this." So then she I do this with your robot that I uh, just learned existed yeah, that you exactly. created. Yeah, yeah. So she she does a really cool thing. She obliterates him. She's and she's dressed very stylishly while well, she does it. Good job, Emmy. Um, it's a great for your skin tone. Uh, and picks and, up, pick us up, Godzilla. This is how the movie. This, uh, you know, this yeah. to me wasn't as satisfying as seeing a definitive ending, but it also opens the door to sequels, which I'm yes. okay with. But uh, Mecha, God, Mecha G- King Ghidorah shoots out these. Uh, kind of grappling hooks that grab uh, all of Godzilla's limbs. So cool! And then finally from the center, this, this giant kind of crane-like claw that comes out of K- Mecha King Ghidorah grabs Godzilla, and then also in the most precarious way, because Godzilla is directly facing the underbelly yeah. of King Ghidorah. And of course, as they're mm-hmm. carrying Godzilla off, Godzilla comes to and blasts King Ghidorah in the wings again. In the wings. Yep. Uh, good, good. Uh, Waiting in the wings. That's right. And so they both fall into the ocean, and I guess they're, that neutralizes them for some reason. Maybe they're just holding <laughs> no, each know. other. I feel like they just, when they run out of ideas in the Godzilla franchise, it's to the ocean with you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Jump them back in the ocean. Jumping, we, can't wheel, we can't say out of sight, out of mind. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. And down they go. And the, and then one another one of my favorite things happens. Then Emmy, Terusawa goes, it's clearly flirting with her because they've been flirting the whole mm-hmm. film. He goes, I guess I have to live 200 more years to see you again. And she goes, hey, another thing. You're my ancestor. We're related. (laughs) (laughs) In the... I don't know what I don't know if it's the same line in the dubs, but in the subs, uh, the line that she says is, "You're a distant grandfather of mine." Oh no, 
it's just ancestor in English. Yeah. Oh, got... yeah. No. Oh, <laughs> Distant grandfather. Oh, which wow. I don't know God. what that means. That's fucking hilarious. It means you're guilty for being into it. Yeah. <laughs> it means I yeah, exactly. You're you're incestuous but also a little bit of a narcissist. But though. then also like <laughs> after she leaves, then his his editor uh shows up who he's been like like flirting with oh, the entire yeah, that's time. Right. He's also. had a weird relationship yeah. with her too. Who yeah. she like she like midway through is like, "Hey, if you finish this story, I'll uh I'll think about marriage." Yeah, yeah. that's right. It was like She's basically his boss, too, yeah. where she's like, all right, girl, like that's sexual harassment, and he doesn't have to take it. <laughs> well, it's uh, the freewheeling 90s. Yeah. It's the free- yeah. <laughs> uh, before before Disclosure <laughs> came out. It's in the future. Uh, <laughs> it's one year in the future, in 1992. Yes, exactly. <laughs> Who I'm knows? an early 90s career guy. <laughs> I'm very, very busy. Uh, and so then at the... At the the end, we see that we get a little Godzilla waking up and he roars because he's That's not right. dead. He's no. not. He's not down. He never is. No. Uh, and and this was fucking great. I I I loved it. He is. Uh, he's officially increased a hundred meters in this film. That's a fucking cool ass thing. And I linked to on, so if you guys aren't checking out the website, madcastmedia.com, I often put in some uh, some videos. And I put in this uh, this video that someone made a really cool video on YouTube that shows the scale. It's a parade of the monsters, and it shows their scale relative to each other oh, yeah. all through the different eras and mm-hmm. generations and also the scales of the monsters it's compared so to Godzilla. so cool. I love that you put that up. Yeah. So, so check, check it out. We're, and we're also posting our fan art on there. Yes. That com- yeah. Thomas Perkins, man. Thomas Perkins. Guys, uh, come on, jump in, jump he, in, and and it, I mean, he's amazing. But like, let's see some different. Uh, like, you guys can you guys can do your own too. Yeah, anything. It doesn't even have to be the kind. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, Thomas. Thomas is an Emmy award winning <laughs> artist. artist. Yeah, it's amazing, <laughs> and I and he's worked on so many different cartoons, including he's amazing. He's yeah. a legend. Yeah, so uh, we're Godzilla just, of animation. We're just honored. We've gotten basically a, a kaiju of every single one of our guests. Which, yes. speaking of Ryan, it's a tradition we do on the show. Yes. Uh, what would be your kaiju inspired by you? Okay. Um, <clears throat> I would say there aren't a ton of really good bird kaiju. Yeah. Um, so it, I think, like, yeah. Basically, so Rodan, like, yeah. yeah, 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 like, um. Like a big like terror bird kaiju, I think would be cool. Like one of those big flightless birds oh, with the awesome. big heavy beak. Yeah. Um, like what do you mean by like a, a flightless kind of, bird? Yeah. What kind of bird would yeah. that be? Uh, there's like these prehistoric birds that uh, like their primary diet was like the ancestors of horses. And they were just like these giant, like nine, ten foot tall birds. Oh, I know what you're talking about. An yeah. elephant bird, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah those were crazy. Yeah. Those things were fucking nuts. Mm-hmm. Okay, so like a version of elephant bird, does yeah. what are his powers? Um, I think, you know what? I think he's going to be like a classic, like Showa era. Right. Just teeth and claws, like uh, Gorosaurus, Baragon. Great. Uh, I love it. Yeah. I love it. Just teeth a scrapper. Just and, a. And what's, his, what's it called? Ooh. Uh,. Yeah, well, leave it yeah. up to you guys to name. Yeah, leave it up to you guys to name this one, and uh, and also just a, a real fast thought. I throw out a little bit of trivia at you about this one before we leave it. This is the only film where Godzilla battles Ghidorah one on one without allies. Interesting. Uh, also, first movie in the Heisei series where a monster from the Showa series besides Godzilla returns. So off of your point about Showa, that's what made me think of this. And uh, her, uh, stuntman Hurricane Ryu is the person that did uh, Ghidorah and Mecha King Ghidorah. And he would play, he plays Batra. He plays baby Godzilla. He plays Godzilla Jr. 
So uh, those are just some fun, some tidbits to take with you. But really, you guys got to go see this film. Yeah. Like just yeah, it's a lot of fun. Very it's cool. on archives.org. And also another tidbit to take with you. Take that, you dinosaur. <laughs> <laughs> take that, you dinosaur. Uh, well, thanks, guys. Yeah, Haley, where can people find you? People can find, well, people can find the podcast. Make sure to follow us at zero underscore Godzilla. That's Z-E-R-O, not the number. And you can find me at Haley Mancini. And I'm at Maddox Rules on Twitter. And Ryan? Uh, at RJ Hitchcock on Twitter. Yeah. Very fun. Keep those tweets, the fan art, the voicemails coming. Love it. Yes. Thank you so much for calling in. And uh, yeah, we'll see you guys next time. I've invited you here to discuss something that's very important. so much fun. Oh my god, I haven't laughed that hard. Hey there. Don't forget to subscribe to Madcast Shows on iTunes, Stitcher, or your favorite podcast app. Okay, bye. Madcast Media Network.